0: I'm Matt Mantillon at TIA's National Headquarters, and we are pleased to welcome you to the Transportation Intermediaries Association's TIA Delivers Podcasts. TIA, the trusted voice for third-party logistic companies of all sizes. Thank you for joining us. In this episode of TIA Delivers Podcasts, we sit down with Jonathan Evans, Director of Client Solutions for Logistical Labs. Jonathan discusses where the future of the RFP process is heading, and how clients can leverage technology right now to gain a competitive advantage by improving their client-facing and carrier-facing operational strategies to win more business while mitigating risks in an ever-changing industry. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Jonathan's logistics career began at C.H. Robinson and transitioned to this new role in 2017 where he offers powerful pricing and procurement products to 3PLs, carriers, and shippers. By leveraging Logistical Labs platforms, Jonathan helps 3PLs gain a competitive advantage by utilizing an industry leading pricing engine for spa and RFP business. Streamlining the carry procurement process to allow brokerages to have a more professional and nimble approach to growing their businesses. And thanks to our podcast sponsor, the TIA foundation, influencing 3PL growth and profitability through diverse education programs, courses, and events. Join us in Austin, Texas for TIA's 2020 Capital Ideas Conference and Exhibition, April 1 through 4, with over 1500 of North America's most successful brokerage-based logistics professionals all in one place. TIA's flagship event of the year. Jonathan, thanks again for joining us today for this month's podcast. So to kind of kick it off, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you enjoy most about your role in support of the 3PL industry?
1: Sure, so I work for a company called Logistical Labs, and my role for Logistical Labs is I serve as the Director of Client Solutions. So I work very closely with our customers um, to help them build out uh, adequate pricing strategies um, so that they can leverage our technology um, to be a little bit more streamlined in their pricing approach uh, across a variety of modes, whether it's truckload, intermodal, less than truckload. Uh, and then we also help customers um, have a better understanding of where they stand from an RFP execution standpoint. Uh, so we we have a product called award tracker that that really helps our customers quickly identify um, any problems that are going on with a particular RFP, also help provide them some intelligence as they're pricing out on those RFPs. So You know, what I really enjoy doing for our company is just helping um, our various customers um, build out those pricing strategies that can be standardized out to the floor um, so that their employees are putting their best foot forward as they're trying to secure business.
0: Well, thanks, Jonathan. So you mentioned in a recent article that was actually featured in TIA's membership-only magazine called 3PL Perspectives. How data has had a major impact on F1 racing, and how bid management software followed a similar pathway. Um, could you dive into that a little bit more for our listeners?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, Formula One uh, is arguably the most data-driven sport in the world. Now, cars are equipped with hundreds of sensors that generate thousands of data points a minute. You know, that includes things like tire performance, track temperatures, braking patterns. Throttle inputs and a lot more, and um, you know all this data is then used to drive fast decision making on the track. Uh, you know, where obviously every second counts. Now, you know, imagine if an F1 driver had to stop mid race to plot fuel management or choose the appropriate tires based on track temperatures. You know, that extra work would have an adverse impact on their performance. Now, the same question uh, can be asked of procurement managers. Uh, who are compiling RFP responses from uh, brokers and carriers. Now, while we have seen shippers and brokers become more measured in their procurement uh, process, you know, at this point in time, uh, the majority of companies are still using antiquated processes uh, to procure transportation. Now, most businesses are still relying on manual email campaigns uh, to invite their carriers to participate in a bid. And then they're manually recording that participation uh, as the carriers respond now obviously excel is arguably the most powerful software in the history of business right Um, but excel is meant mainly to house and formalize data it's not meant to increase efficiencies uh, in our communication workflows and that's where bid management software can kind of fill those gaps now these technologies You know they normalize carrier responses they organize data uh, into easy to understand formats and they introduce streamlined communication between the buyer and the provider and as an industry we have traditionally adopted technology you know at a much slower pace than other industries Uh, but there has been a sea change in recent years mainly fueled uh, by the titan market a couple of years ago now while the market has loosened considerably you know shippers understand as well as brokers that it's important to leverage you know next generation nimble technologies uh, to gain a competitive advantage in the world um, as the world's become more digital uh, and the average consumer's buying habits have evolved pretty significantly now what brokerages are now realizing um, is just like customers buying habits have evolved they must also evolve You know, gone are the days where brokers are winning awards uh, and then are manually securing capacity in the spot market while protecting their margins. Uh, Smart brokerages are leveraging their own volumes uh, to procure capacity in single pricing events instead of struggling to negotiate winning rates in the spot market. So what these technologies allow brokers uh, to do is to spend less time in the daily operational realm of procurement uh, and instead spend more time in building out a smarter capacity network um, that's supplemented by growing and developing key relationships with partners because they're focused on asking the right questions instead of living in the weeds of the of the
0: process. Thanks, Jonathan. So you mentioned technology. So technology has played a huge role in recent years for efficiency, as kind of you were explaining to us. So where do you see the future of the RFP process heading?
1: So great question. Um, basically two words, pricing automation right so you know here we are entering the third decade of the millennium and i still see companies that are leveraging pre-y2k procurement processes you know i walk into offices all over the country all the time that are still using as 400. now you know in 2020 there's no reason that shippers and brokers can't introduce more efficient workflows uh, to this procurement process um Actually, it probably just be easier if I just give you an example of how I see this working, right? So let's say that we have a shipper uh, named ABC Widgets. So you know, ABC Widgets is compiling all of their lanes and all of their volumes uh, based upon their market strategy for the year. They know that you know, in order to grow their as a business, uh, they need to increase their retail footprint by say 20%. Um, but this is also gonna drive up shipping costs, Uh, And it's also gonna drive up other internal costs as it relates to logistics operations. So what can they do? Well, what they can do is they can leverage a simple procurement platform that allows them to input all of their lanes and all of their volumes into a single dashboard, uh, along with all of their welcome messages, fuel schedules, bid rules, accessorial fees, facility requirements, et cetera. Now from there, they can invite hundreds or even thousands of uh, providers AKA brokerages uh, to participate in this RFP. Now, these providers, um, you know, they can easily go in and review all of the terms of the RFP via those attachments um, in that that simple dashboard, and then they can submit their rates and requested volumes. But here's where um, where I think we can take it a step further. So these brokerages, they can also uh, subscribe to the same platform. Uh, they can leverage their own data, uh, their own historical information, aggregate that data, and then benchmark it against market intelligence products like DAT, TruckStop, or Chainalytics to build out th- an automated pricing strategy that can then automatically flood rates back into the RFP. So now they're able to not only standardize the pricing strategy, but they can also streamline the data entry process uh, to get to market much quicker. So you know, then within a couple of days, all of the rates from the various um, providers are now flooding back into the RFP solution, uh, where the tool is then organizing responses in real time uh, and introducing smart volume allocation uh, based on prices or any other back-end rules that were developed on the front end of the RFP process. So instead of spending weeks compiling the information, building out scenarios, you know, the guesswork is kind of eliminated, uh, and the man, the uh, manual entry of that data uh, is kind of a thing of the past. So that's kind of how I believe the industry should be moving, and, you know, I think that can be a very good thing.
0: Thanks, Jonathan. So just kind of pivoting back to the article that you wrote for us, keeping your eye on the prize, what Formula One can teach us about the RFP process. You talk about how processes are made easier with technology, right? Mm-hmm. So what strategic advice do you have for 3PLs to help make technology work for them?
1: Great question. So I think you kind of need to take a step back here and, you know, collectively as an industry, we have hundreds of billions of dollars of data at our disposal. So the question is how do we standardize and clean this data in order to harness its true power? So if If I can give any advice to 3PLs, my first advice would be to take a hard look at your data collection practices. You know, you want to ensure that every frontline employee uh, is entering and saving data in a standardized way across the entire company. So for years, one of the hottest terms in the 3PL industry has been this idea of big data, right? But for big data to, to, uh, to prove valuable at a macro level, You have to ensure that this data is clean at the micro level. And this all comes back once again to standardizing the data entry process. And if you're able to achieve that, you're 90% of the way there. The other 10% is strategically aligning your company with the right technology, whether that's proprietary uh, or licensed uh, from a vendor such as my company. Um, Then you can harness this technology powered by your clean data To begin introducing efficiencies uh, to begin making better strategic pricing decisions and ensuring that your employees have the tools necessary for them to focus on building relationships and bottom lines instead of spending valuable time on rate research or manual check calls Um, so for example by leveraging your own data along with key external market source data which we talked about earlier Uh, you can build out those standardized pricing algorithms to drive spot rates out to market at a much faster pace. You know, as they say, the the early bird gets the worm, right? And that's especially true in the transportation industry where recently I read that, you know, roughly 72% of all one quotes in the marketplace are going to the first responders. But, you know, beyond speed in the spot market, you know, harnessing data and standardizing pricing strategies around the RFP process you know, it allows brokers to put their best foot forward uh, while remaining confident that their rates are going to protect them from overly compressed margins.
0: Jonathan, I appreciate that explanation. And I'll tell you, once you are seen at the annual conference and expo for TI in April, um, you're going to have a lot of our members talking to you. So I appreciate that. Um, just to kind of wrap it up, Jonathan, what, you know, tell us what final piece of advice would you give to TI members and those in our industry going forward in 2020?
1: Sure. Well, uh, so yeah, another great question here. Um, hmm, if I could give a piece of advice to the industry? Um, well, you know, focus on your relationships, you know, introduce good training strategies, both from an initial standpoint and an ongoing standpoint. Uh, and then also arm your employees with key technology resources. So You know, if you do anything in 2020, do these three things, you know, in an industry that's facing a certain amount of disruption from, you know, effectively marginless brokerages, uh, it's vital uh, that you're leveraging a well trained, uh, a well trained team armed with clean data uh, through intuitive technology uh, to accurately price and then service your customers, because at the end of the day, you know, we're all in the relationship business, no matter what you do and while it's important to get to know your customers on a personal level it's absolutely vital that you build trust with customers by standardizing the experience that they get from your employees you know whether that's from speed to market via an intuitive pricing platform to increase customer service via tracking or smart capacity solutions to even automating some of your back-end processes Uh, You know, we can do a lot more as an industry to professionalize the customer's experience uh, while also leaving a personal touch through relationship building at the uh, account management level, um, but also just as important at the executive level.
0: Yes, that's a good point. I can definitely see how standardizing your client experience can be vital in building trust. Well, Jonathan, hey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today and diving deeper into your 3PL Perspectives article Keeping your eye on the prize, what Formula One can teach us about the RP process.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for for uh, taking the time to speak with me today. It's always uh, it's always a pleasure to be able to uh, to speak to those in the industry. Um, you know, we go to TIA every year. Uh, we basically call. Uh, you know, TIA is basically our Super Bowl. Uh, it gives us a great opportunity to get in front of our clients, you know, our existing clients as well as to talk to some some customers that or some prospects that we don't currently work with and kind of find some solutions for them based upon their business needs. So anytime that we can, you know, get a little bit more exposure about what we're doing and how we're trying to help those in the industry, it's, all, it's a great thing. So definitely appreciate, uh, once again, you giving us the opportunity to come on and speak with you today.
0: Thanks again to Jonathan Evans for sharing his spot market perspective and strategy with us today and we appreciate his support in everything he does for TIA and the 3PL community. Please visit tianet.org if you'd like to learn more about how TIA and TIA membership can help your business grow and be more profitable. And again, please don't forget to join us in Austin, Texas for TIA's 2020 Capital Ideas Conference and Exhibition, April one through four. As a reminder, early bird registration ends February 18th, so register now to receive your discounted registration fee before rates increase. And again, thanks to our podcast sponsor, the TIA Foundation, for being a valued partner in the production of this podcast.